It's finance today. Stephen Pritchard is here with us, and we're checking out the commodities. What's been happening in the last seven days? Well, it's been an interesting week. The the last yeah, the last week. There's all sorts of things. Still no result on the political front either. Still no results. Well, it wasn't earlier. Yeah. Will that impact on things? Do you think financially? Uh, creates uncertainty. Markets don't like uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think you'll find when they finally reach, reach a decision somewhere along the line, the the, uh, the share market will go up. Mm. Um, so what's happened over the last week? Um, the gold price was up two point five percent in eight dollar terms. So so we've got it over eighteen hundred dollars an ounce. So it's eighteen hundred and eighteen dollars an ounce in Australian dollars. Uh, the silver price was up eight point eight percent to twenty six dollars an ounce. And the nickel price was down, um, I'm sorry, it was up 2.6% to $12,942 a tonne. And the currency's strengthened again this week, um, which is good for those people who are wanting to, to travel overseas. Um, to not so good for imports. Not so and good exports. for imports. But, but you've already <laughs> bought your new Mercedes, haven't you? Where? Well, I'm right there, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. End of, end of financial year. It's good for imports, not good for exports. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, so anyhow, uh, so the Australian dollar was trading at seventy five point one four cents a little while ago, um, which is up about a percent on the week. Uh, the Great British Pound, we're up against that because the the Great British Pound continues to fall. So we're getting um, fifty eight pence uh, for each Australian dollar, which is down, which is up three point eight percent, and we're up against the New Zealand dollar of one percent to dollar. And five, and the euro, um, we're up at one percent against the euro to sixty-seven euro cents. So pretty much all up across the board. Uh, and the equity markets around the world, we're, we're quite going quite well there as well. The Australian market's up one point two percent on the week. Um, you know, it, it's been up and down all week. Yeah. Um, the U.S. market, the Dow Jones, is uh, up one point two percent on the week as well to seventeen thousand nine hundred eighteen, and the UK index was up 1.6% on the week to 6,463. And the oil price, the West Texas Intermediate Crude price, was down 4.18% on the week to $62 a barrel. And what seems to be most important to people around here is the uh, petrol price of the Bowser, which yes, surprisingly, surprisingly, seems to have gone down despite okay. it being school holidays. Yeah. Yeah, to a dollar twenty-one a litre, which is down one7 percent in Newcastle, but in Sydney it's down nine percent to a dollar ten a litre. So we're back to eleven percent um eleven cents a litre difference. And in the diesel price uh, it's pretty similar to last week, a dollar twenty two in Newcastle and a dollar seventeen a litre in Sydney. Okay. So we'll be joined by Henry price. Jennings soon. Yep, Henry's gonna to talk to us about um what's happening in the market in Australia over the over the last week. And uh, he'll be back in a minute. And joining us from Marcus Today Financial Newsletter, Senior Commentator Henry Jennings. Good afternoon. Henry. Good afternoon, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. And, and what a difference a week makes with, uh, with the elections and the markets and uh, all sorts of things. Well, it's been, as the Chinese say, may you live in interesting times. So we, we certainly have been uh, living in interesting times, I think it's safe to say. Yes, so so the market um, is being up and down because of the election results and um, the talk of the Australia losing its AAA credit rating. Yes. So, so what do you make of all that? Well, um, I guess it's a question of whether it means anything to the uh, to the economy whether we do lose our AAA rating. We do have um, one of the only sort of ten in the world still with AAA rating, um, and we have seen the S and P uh, this morning. Uh, the ratings agencies 
that uh, uh, we're on sort of credit watch um, for, a, for a negative downgrade. So, um, so that's been a bit of a blow to the market, which was up around 35, 40 points this morning, and now we're only up around 13. Um, so, um, so that is a, a little bit of a blow. But um, it remains to be seen whether it, it makes any difference. The UK did lose their AAA-rated uh, credit rating, and, of course, the US doesn't have one. Uh, that, that's right, and, and despite all the talk about us losing the, the, Australia using its AAA credit rating, um, the, the 10-year bond yields dropped yesterday to a record low of 1.8%. Yeah. So there still seems to be plenty of people um, wanting to lend the Australian government money. Yes. Well, you know, it's um, a lot of the world's debt now, corporate or well, government debt, is, uh, is trading at negative rates. I mean, rates have tumbled... Um, around the globe, so um, you know the UK rates have tumbled, and US rates and J- Japanese—it's it's kind of scary. There's no real playbook, I guess, for what happens uh, when rates go significantly negative um, around the globe. Mm. So anyhow, we'll just see what happens there. Now, mm. one of the things, that, one of the first announcements that's, uh, that I've seen was about um, as a result of the, the UK uh, exiting. Um, the eurozone was, um, and the pound falling was uh, Australian Vintage, which which owns two of the local brands up here, McGuigan's and Tempters too, have, yep. have announced uh, a fall, um, a, a write off of a million dollars because of the fall in exchange losses. Yeah, well, I guess I mean the the pounds are the thirty one year low against the, uh, the US dollar, and it's sort of collapsed against most other currencies as well. Um, so it's inevitable that these guys that are doing business with the UK are going to have to uh, take losses on their exchange rate, um, whether that's going to be um, Treasury Wine Estates or Australian Vintage Group or a lot of these, um, a lot more companies, not just wine companies, are going to have to adjust their um, their currency uh, forecasts and, and that will feed through into their bottom lines, I guess. Yeah, so this is probably just the first of a, a Well, I guess this is gonna... the canary in the coal mine, isn't it? You've got, uh, you've got a small wine company and a few others now starting to talk about the, the problems they have with currency and anyone that is doing significant business in the UK will have the same issue. Yes, well, it's interesting. So probably we should go through and work out who's doing significant revenue in the UK. And, and, yeah, and I mean, a lot of the focus always tends to be on the uh, the fund manager side of things, the uh, Henderson groups, the BT investment managers, and the, um, the other ones like uh, Clydesdale, which Australian shareholders have got an exposure to having... Uh, got the shares in the divorce from National Bank. So a lot of the focus has been on those, but there are a lot of companies out there, um, you know, things like Amcor, I would imagine, uh, would have some uh, some exposure to the UK market um, and some of those other packaging companies as well, and we've seen how that's affected them with the Venezuelan uh, business they have in emerging markets too. So, so yeah, there's, a lot, there's an awful lot of fallout to come from the whole Brexit thing. Mm, which will unfold over the next two years. And, yeah. and speaking of local fallout, um, Domino's um, has got a new wage agreement, which they now have to pay their employees or their franchisees have to now pay employees penalty rates. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised they weren't before, but anyhow. Um, and they're saying that's not going to affect their their profits. No. Well, they say that. Um, there's certainly one broker out there that's been suggesting it will affect them by around 24%. Yep. Uh, in terms of their income, I don't know if they've actually agreed on a new wage deal with the uh, the SDA, which is the union involved. Um, I think they're still in negotiations as the last enterprise agreement they had uh, on penalty rates, weekend rates, and all that sort of stuff um, did expire three years.
years ago, so they've been talking for some time about how to address this. But I guess you know, if, if you're working at Domino's making pizza um, and you're not getting the uh, the penalty and award rates, you've got probably a right to uh, to question why. Um, but um, certainly the company is playing it down. Um, the stock's actually up 2.3% today, um, but it has fallen from around 70 bucks down to uh, around $66. So it does look as if there's a little bit of gloss coming off the domino story, which has been a, a market favourite for some time. Yeah, that's been a, it's been a very good performer, that Domino's Pizza. Oh, we, everyone loves pizza. And they you love that technology. technology you that, just love, get a, a fantastic they story. They love that technology, as I said before. My son, you know, they order the pizza and they he's track... He's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, track he's coming, he's just around the corner. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? It's, the other thing to do, of course, is to go to the pizza shop and order it to be delivered and then get a lift home with the, uh, the guy delivering it. It's a cheap taxi. Oh, can you do that? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> trust you, Henry. Trust you. Well, they might be a bit of competition for our next next person. We're going to talk about Virgin Airways has lost uh, lost four hundred and fifty million. Perhaps, perhaps they should. Uh, yeah, poor old pitches. Virgin. I mean, you feel sorry for them. Um, the, the, the truth of the matter is they're they're getting relatively irrelevant um, corporately uh, in Australia. The, the the shareholder register is so dominated by the big. Uh, nationals. We've got the Chinese now with 30%. You've got uh, Middle East uh, airlines with, with you know, a big slug. You've got Air New Zealand that's still got a bit. You've got um, Virgin themselves. So there's not a lot of room left for institutions or retail shareholders. Um, most people that want to play an airline stock would, would migrate pretty quickly um, towards, um, towards um, Qantas in that respect. Um, so I, I would think that uh, the relevance is, is getting smaller and smaller as uh, the, the instos get squashed off the register. Um, the problem they've got, of course, is that they haven't really done very well with lower oil prices, and the higher oil prices, they're, they're not going to do too well out of either. So it does look as though at the moment John Borghetti, who was fated as the, um, you know, sort of the victor out of the, uh, the, the Alan Joyce uh, Borghetti, not feud, but rivalry, um, is not doing quite as well as, uh, as Alan Joyce has been doing. Yeah, so so it's interesting. And Qantas, Qantas share prices had a reasonably good run over the last two years or so. Well, it has, but it has um, it has had a pretty cr- rubbishy run actually over the last little while. Um, it did get up to four dollars, and most brokers have got a massive um, buy on the stock, but they got to four twenty, and now here we are at two seventy seven, sort of touch. Um, they've had a big fall, and it's no coincidence that uh, you know if, if you look at the, the the peak of the price, it would be back when the oil price was at twenty seven dollars, and now we're at forty seven dollars. Um, the share price has fallen, um, you know, a dollar fifty. And speaking of share prices, uh, Kogan is preparing to list on the exchange next week. So they've listed. They've listed today. Listed today. They've come on today. They raised. Um, I have to say. Somewhat disappointing. Um, they are down 11% from the listing price. So um, they raised money at $1.80. Um, they opened there and have not done, have just gone backwards ever since they're down uh, 11%, as I say, to $1.60. So not a great start for, um, for Kogan today. Yes, well, that's a bit of a disappointment for all those people who've, uh, who subscribe to that. Well, I don't think anyone did. Um, I think that's the uh, that's the problem. Well, not one of the problems, um, but the offer was restricted was very much restricted to institutional shareholders. 
there was not very much in terms of retail uh, mums and dads investment in the thing. I don't know if they were actually um, allowed to go into it. So, um, so the, the hope was that the retail mums and dads would uh, would follow it after listing. Um, but at the moment, 11% down, not a good start. Yep, we might just come back in a minute and talk about um, um, what's happening at Godfrey's. Hi, Henry. Hi. Um, what's happening down at Godfrey's? Um, well, they seem to have uh, lost their um, lost their CEO, um, which isn't a particularly good move. The, um, the stock has um, has not been a great performer. Um, they don't seem to really embrace the magical world of uh, Dyson although they have reaffirmed guidance yesterday, but they have lost their, their MD, and, and she wasn't with the company very long. So um, it's never a good look. Uh, I guess retailers are, are struggling, um, and Godfrey's has, has been no exception. So they're, they're down to uh, just over a dollar. They did peak at one stage at uh, $3.10 uh, back in uh, this time in 2015. So uh, not been a fun ride for, uh, for people. They've been... Um, yeah, there's lots of puns, I guess, you could do on hoovers and vacuum, um, but uh, we won't go there. Yeah, she was only there five months. And, uh, she was. And, and there's been no... I couldn't see why, what the reason she resigned. I mean, it's just, just no. kind, of, kind of a bit strange. It was a bit strange, I have to say. And, um, and, and then there's Downer EDI. It looks, looks, looks trying to um, trace uh, Adani, which is... I assume it's just an Indian coal company as a major new customer, but I but I thought that coal mine was supposedly dead. Um, well, this is um, this is um, well. I think it's it's dead at current coal prices. I think it's um, been given the green light. This is a big one up in Queensland, yeah, in, yeah. in the Barron Basin. Um, the uh, the deal that Down has done is only a small deal. They've they've done a, a deal for a couple of million bucks to uh, support their technology, but it's giving them a bit of a foothold in the Indian coal mine. Um, business as with uh, Adani rather than uh, in Australia. So this is going to be giving them technical support, advice, I guess, and consulting uh, on Indian coal mines. So that I suppose the hope is that this $2 million um, contract actually sort of um, morphs into something considerably bigger. Um, obviously, the two are, are getting closer and closer together, but I think um, I think this is refers to the Indian mines as opposed oh, okay. to the, the, the Queensland Indian mine. Oh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so all a bit confusing here. Yeah. So, so anyhow, I think that kind of wraps up for the week. But, but if you want the uh, daily uh, newsletter, you can go on and get that from uh, Marcus today for the. It's a two-week free trial, isn't it? Amy? You can get yourself a two-week free trial, and we've also got some uh, some good start of the financial year offers uh, kicking off as well for those people interested. So, um, so yeah, it's good, good, uh, good buying at the moment. Good buying. Goodbye. Might be a few goodbyes on the market too. <laughs> well, let's, let's, yeah, let's hope we get some stability. But uh, certainly seems to be very nervous at the moment. Unfortunately, with uh, all the world's woes once again on our shoulders. Do you think we'll know who the new government is by next Thursday? I think we know who the new government is by by now. Um, you know, Malcolm Turnbull and Co are acting like they're the government. So uh, I presume they uh, they feel that they've pretty much got it in the bag. And Bill Shorten's acting like a, an opposition leader. I guess at the end of the day, it's a question of um, not who the new government is, is whether they can actually get through any legislation and the deals they have to do with um, with the crossbenches um, and the independents to do that. So that's going to be the interesting thing. And, of course, we've also got the Senate to look forward to, which is going to be uh, another interesting conundrum for the government. So um, that's the danger, I guess, is that we sort of stagnate with a, with a policy vacuum um, and no, 
rated. The credit rating is, I guess, a, a timely reminder of the risks to not doing anything to the uh, budget deficit over the longer term. Yep. Okay, well, we'll see what difference the week makes. And speak yeah, to you again well, next week. we've got cheering news next week. Well, I'm sure we'll have, Henry. Okay. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. It's, we've got an observation from one of our listeners. Petrol at $1.12 a litre at both service stations at Shortland. So that's a good observation. That might be one of the cheapest around town. $1.12 a litre. Yeah, well, the prices we get are from the NRMA website, so, yeah. so I, I assume they're probably some kind of average. Yeah. Now, a topic today, and we invite your calls if you'd like to be part of this, 49216216. It might be something you're thinking of doing at the moment or something you're actually involved in and it's working quite well for you. That's investing for your children and your grandchildren, Stephen. Yeah, when 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 people have a new baby, I mean, there's one of our, my yeah. partners has had a new baby business partner and they all their minds turn to putting some money away from it for the uh, for the for the children and, um, and we get a couple of inquiries in the office about that from time to time so 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 um, particularly from more so from grandparents rather than the, yeah. the, the children um, so so what can they do well, well the, the first thing they probably should look at is just a, a high interest savings account um, a number of those available from the, the, the local uh, building society or credit union or, or bank and, and some of those online ones um, and you're probably going to get um, high interest these days right. is uh, two plus percent, I'd suggest. Um, and um, you can start with that. Um, uh, a lot of those just are electronic and, and you can't just go into the branch or put money into them. Um, but that's probably the but that's probably the the way to start. Now, um, after after you've after you've got a bit of money, say like a thousand dollars, there's other options. Um, there's other options around. Um, there's there's savings type plans where you can start with a initial contribution of around a thousand dollars, and then a uh, hundred dollars a month, and and we actually worked out some numbers in the office, which was was quite amazing, really. I mean, if you if you were to um, forego one cappuccino a, a day, um, and and contribute that to your 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 grandchild's uh, savings plan, well, that that actually works out a thousand dollars a year. Wow, that's good. Yeah, Yeah. And that's only five days a week. So if you have cappuccino, so, so we looked at you know four 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 dollars a cappuccino five days a week, um, and that's or coffee. That's uh, that's a thousand and twenty dollars a year. It becomes a nice little nest egg, doesn't it? Well, that's what we said. I mean, you know, without any without getting any return on the thing, um, you, you're looking at um, uh, twenty thousand dollars when they're when they're they're um, yeah. twenty one or eighteen thousand dollars when they're eighteen. And you know you don't really miss one cappuccino a day, do you? Don't? Yeah, no, no. It's surprising. It's just surprising how small bits, small bits, small well, bits of money. Are. Knowing that that's a result you can get from it, I think that's pretty good. That's right. Um, and coffee bars are very popular these days, so there must lots of people must be having more than one cup of coffee a day. Yeah. Is there any other savings plans? Any others? Ah, uh, look, there's get? a number of ways. There's 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 uh, share portfolios where where you're allowed to where you can put in a small contribution. Um, Usually about they usually start around a hundred dollars a month. Um, there's uh, ones that invest in the share market, um, which is probably the best option for for someone with a twenty year plus year um, time horizons. Uh, there's others that have balanced funds, and there's a whole range of those. You just need to find one that will take a, a small minimum investment and. Um, look at what regular contributions you need to make. Now, you need to concentrate on the regular contributions. As I said a minute ago, the small amounts soon add up. And, of course, then on top of that, you've got the, the fact that the returns are compounding along, which is the magic of compounding interest. And so, so you know, if you're contributing this this um, 
cappuccino a, a yep, week into yep. the account. Um, with a bit of uh, compound interest, you might find that you've got twenty-five to thirty thousand oh, dollars. That's great. Yeah. Uh, by the time that the the kid's um, twenty-one years old, so that that can buy a lot of things. Um, deposit on a house, yes, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Car. Yeah. Uh, money towards a wedding. Money towards a wedding. Yeah. Although, listen, there's people are getting married these days, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah money but it would, it would be nice either way to be given that, a little tap on the shoulder with a nice gift of that. This is something for you. Yep. Yeah. And you weren't expecting it. That would be even more so. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it would have been good to have uh, got that when I was 21. But anyhow. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and one of the other important issues is um, whose name to put these investments in. Now, um, basically whose name that goes in pays the tax. Now, there's a couple of uh, issues here if it's if it's really a gift to the child what you should do is put it in uh, your name as trustee for the child and what that means is the child will be responsible for the, the tax liability will be paid by the child right mm-hmm. now children pay tax uh, at different rates to to adults and so they have to pay tax once they earn 416 dollars of income right but i mean with today's interest rates you're talking about a fair amount of money before you get to the the $416 threshold. Okay. Now, if you're just putting it in the child's name thinking you're not going to pay any tax but it's really your money and you're using it to, you're putting the money in there and, to you know, you're taking it out to buy the groceries or the, you know, whatever, uh, that none of that's going to really work. It, it's really not the child's money mm. so you, you're better off just putting it in in your name and paying the tax. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And group certificates are now being made available, so time to get that organised and uh, all your receipts and everything for the last 12 months and head to your accountants. Yeah, well, that's right. Make sure you head off to your account. Now, look, yes, some people have got their group certificates. Most people have them within the next couple of weeks. Um, It depends how big and organised the people issuing the group certificates are. Um, Yeah, so if you want to claim things on your work-related expenses, you need to keep the documentation um, if you're going to claim more than $300. Now, if you haven't got the documentation... um, and you get audited, um, it's likely that you'll get penalties, and the tax yeah. office can penalise seventy-five or a hundred percent. Oh, ouch! Um, penalties are quite um, significant. Now, um, towards the end of June, we got some letters for some clients, and what the tax office has done is they've notified a number of clients um, where where your deductions last year were higher than the industry averages. So you made to make sure that the right occupation codes going on your, right, your, right. Your, your, your jobs yeah. probably described to start with, um, and and then there and then if you're going to have significant claims, you need to make sure that you've got documentation on those. Particularly if you're one of these people who've got the letters to say, look, for example, you know, your occupation last year had an average deduction of um, two thousand dollars, and you've claimed five. Uh, I would expect that um, you would be one of the people who would be called in for an audit. Okay, we've got one final call we'll get into today from Campbelltown. Hello, David, how are you? You want to talk about negative gearing to Stephen? Yes, please, mate. Good day, Stephen, how are you? Good day. You're mate, long way uh, away I'm in Campbelltown. Bit... Yeah, well, I drive up here every day, and every Thursday I make sure I listen to you guys. Ah, okay. So my, my situation is um, within about six or seven years of retirement, yeah, and I do ha- I do have a, a bit of equity in my home, and I have a, about four hundred and fifty thousand in my super. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is: should I u- should I use my super or the equity in my home to negative gear a house, or can I do it on either? Well, I, I, personally, I wouldn't touch your super because if anything goes wrong, you've always got your super to fall back on. 
Um, so if you're going to negatively gear a house, um, I, I would use the equity in your house. Um, yeah, the reason why I was saying that because um, I was getting a bit worried about what's going on in the world and I didn't want to lose all my super right at the very end when I'm going to need it. Well, uh, well, well, you need to look at where your super is allocated. Um, what's, what, sort of, what sort of fund is it in? It's in a balanced fund. Okay, so you're in a balanced fund. There's probably other options in that fund. If you're worried about things in the world, um, try looking at the other options. Try looking for a cash fund or a capital protected fund or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, we've got a time's beating us, David. Thank you for your call, and we look forward to any other calls you may have next week when we're back again. Thank you so much for today, Stephen. As always, thanks, Dave.